Africa Connected, your link to Africa's markets, brought to you by Standard Bank, your partner for growth on this continent we call home. Hashtag Africa Connected. And Standard Bank, together with 702, of course, have sent acclaimed journalist Nigiwa Pigicha across our continent to give you insights into Africa's markets, the investment opportunities, economic environment, trading conditions, infrastructure, people, things that connect us. And Nigiwa joining me on the line from Accra in Ghana this afternoon. Next. Hi there, Gwala. Are you good? I'm very well, thanks. Uh, you? I'm very, very well. Hey, I hear some good things. You've been shopping today. But before we get there, Nick's, let me read you an email. Kamo uh, so, uh, sent us an email uh, following our chat yesterday. And the email says, Hi, Kolani. Yesterday when I was listening to your show, I heard that Nigiwa is in Ghana. And I've listened to how she said it is relatively easy to do business in Ghana. The market is now open, etc. My question relates to connectivity. Because I've spoken to a lot of people who have tried to do business in Ghana and they have mentioned that it is very difficult difficult to stay connected. The internet infrastructure is not reliable. People prefer to pay in cash for services. And even when they do pay, they want the service or or the product to be highly discounted, almost next to nothing. And if you are given a check to cash for services rendered, you would have to cash that check within hours. Otherwise, you will find yourself in a situation where the check bounces, etc. Please pose these questions to Nigiwe, as I would really like to know what is true and what is over-exaggerated. Thank you and best regards, Gamo. Next. Well, that's a mouthful indeed. to the best of my ability. So let's deal with connectivity first. I mean, since we have been here, we have had nothing but the best experience. So obviously in the hotels and some of the places we've visited, there's free Wi-Fi most of the time. But once we got here, we went to a local store and got local SIM cards. I must say, uh, Kolani, that the data is a lot cheaper than in South Africa. Um, So that's worth noting. But Mm. also, yes, there have been challenges with uh, connectivity in the past. But I now understand that there are now five major players in the mobile space in Ghana, including uh, companies like Vodafone and MTN. So that is essentially largely a thing of the past. Connectivity is high and Ghana now boasts some of the fastest internet connections in the world. And as I said, in my experience, at least as far as data costs are concerned, reasonably low, certainly a lot cheaper than we have in South Africa. So that's the connectivity issue mm-hmm. um, set aside. As far as banking and payment, etc., it's true. I understand. I've spoken to someone who works at Standard Bank, Kate Johns, who gives who has told me that, in fact, yes, by and large, a lot of people still prefer to pay in cash, but there is a growth in electronic payments. It's on the uptick. Electronic and online payments are beginning to grow in Ghana. So that is my second response to that. But also when you're doing business, not only in Ghana, but anywhere else, really, if you're exploring a territory that um, you aren't necessarily certain of, it's always wise to deal with suppliers or service providers who bank with reputable banks. So you need to do that kind of vetting for yourself and and, and make sure that those are reputable banks and those banks with the capacity and the services are most likely to have electronic payment so you then avoid the kind of challenges that uh, Gamo is speaking of. On the issue of bargaining and people wanted to haggle, listen, I just did it myself on the streets this afternoon. So (laughs) I always said when I'm shopping, so I don't understand why Gamo is concerned. We all do it. So, and, and especially when you're paying in cash, um, I think people do try and negotiate and haggle. It, it's at the heart of, of you yeah. know, financial transactions. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Listen, no, thank you. Much, much clear. It's very clear. Hey, Nick, thanks, thanks indeed for the responses. But let's talk about your shopping sure. then. Let's talk about your bargaining this afternoon. <laughs> well, today, 
Kodani, uh, I ventured out into Osu. Osu is the neighborhood where we are actually staying. It is one of the main shopping hubs here in Accra. So thanks to whoever books this hotel because it's right in the heart of the retail center of Accra. Um, and we walked down Oxford Street, which is a very busy hub, full of shops of all manner and hue, shopping centers, street market, banks, food, etc. You know, name it, you'll find it. So naturally I was drawn to the close Bolani, I can't lie. And I've I've bought the most amazing dresses because Ghana of course is famed for its beautiful fabrics and traditional dresses and it's one of the things I was personally looking forward to seeing and uh, it hasn't disappointed and I have bought a number of dresses and yes I did try and bargain and negotiate because I also wanted to get a sense for our listeners and those people watching online how affordable it is for an ordinary South African to come and visit Ghana and what would I be able to buy so my first stop initially was at a money changer where I had happened to have 400 rand in my wallet and to see how much I could get for 400 rand. And that, I changed that into 88 cities, which means that the city is stronger than the rat, right? Because, you know, I have less. Mm. So I went to the market and I bought two dresses, which the one dress was 50 cities and the one was 65 cities, but I negotiated and haggled. You see that video online, Tolani. I, I think you'll be proud when you did. And I negotiated <laughs> for both dresses to get them for 100 cities. And they are absolutely fantastic. Of course, in the formal shops, um, the prices are obviously a bit higher. Mm. And, and there I found a dress for 159 cities, which is quite reasonable. And it is absolutely exquisite. The fabric, oh my goodness. So, I, I mean, really, the retail sector is huge. Fantastic. Calling for investment, especially, um, we already know that South African businesses are hugely invested. Companies like ShopRite, etc. Um, but a lot of it, especially when it comes to clothes, is, is still fairly informal. So mm. room for growth uh, in that sector, Polani. But I, I, I'm quite happy with my purchases. I've, I've done well. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. I'm looking forward to watching <laughs> that video. But listen to this question from Professor Tinigo Maluleg. Uh, he says on yes. Twitter, at uh, GualaX, at NBGicha, the Ghanaian women hawkers on the streets of Accra are ubiquitous and in your face. What does that say about Ghanaian economy? Oh, uh, please repeat that question, Golani. I, I didn't hear the first He part. says Ghanaian women hawkers on the streets are all yes. over the place and in your face. But what does that say then about the Ghanaian economy? You know what it says, Golani? It doesn't even say that just merely about the Ghanaian economy, but you'll find this across the continent, actually, uh, because women are the main drivers of all of our economies. You'll find it mostly in rural areas, particularly in the agricultural sectors, they are the ones working. So even in urban areas, they are the ones, as we were walking through the streets, who are selling fruit, who are selling clothes, and, and earning the bulk of, of the income. And, and that, the big push is for that to translate into really more powerful roles in the formal economy as well. And here, I'll tell you, that doesn't necessarily translate because we were at a formal event uh, last night, in fact, and it struck me that uh, a vast majority of the people there were men. So this is uh, at a financial services level, still very much dominated by men, not only in Ghana, but across the continent, Mm. but certainly on the streets, the real economy, the stuff that you can touch and feel in the shops, selling fruit, selling clothes, it is women who are driving these economies. And we need to recognize that in, in, in terms of incentivizing women so that those businesses do not remain 
in the informal sector only that they're formalized and, and can expand into these major conglomerates that we see coming out of, of Africa. Fantastic, Nick. Listen, thank you very much. I really, really appreciate it.